0: 2016 presents Hello everyone and welcome back to Grain Girls Oh my god, that's not my fucking podcast Please (laughs) put that in (laughs) Let's try again Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Grain Splaining. I'm here with Nikki Layton, otherwise known as the Negative Camera Club on Instagram. And we've both just rolled out of bed. It's a rainy bank holiday morning, but we're ready to chat some rubbish on the internet.
1: It's going to be fun. <laughs> Let's go.
0: Hi, Nikki. How are you? Yeah, not bad,
1: not bad. I think it's about 20 to 11, so I probably shouldn't have just rolled out of bed, but I have. Probably about, well, maybe about an hour ago. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into it and uh, have some fun and yeah. chat film.
0: We'll have some fresh morning, unfiltered thoughts, which is what we like. <laughs> Sorry wild. if I sound a bit grim, it's hay fever season and it's got me in a chokehold, so... Yeah, I, I just sound grim great.
1: anyway. So, I mean, You might have to put subtitles on, I think I'm that northern that you might have <laughs> just put subtitles at the bottom, so.
0: <laughs> I love your accent. <laughs> so yeah, I don't
1: really, but
0: yeah, let's go. So, um, hopefully a lot of you know Nikki. Nikki is, yeah, Negative Camera Club on Instagram, also one of the founding members of Grain Girls with Tanisha a quick side note because i completely forgot to say that nikki is the amazing person behind the grain spraying logo alex and i gave her a vibe and she just completely encapsulated that and made our beautiful logo um yeah i'm so happy that our podcast has been lovingly put together by lots of female creatives in the film community and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. And yeah, just a film photographer slash legend working hard in the film community <laughs> to bring equality, which is what we're all here for.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to put that in my Instagram handle, like legend, living legend. And, uh, yeah,
0: bad grain spanning badge of honour. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I think... We have come together
1: to do this because we both have the same sort of view on life in terms of there isn't enough women out there that have a voice or have a platform to, I don't know, produce work without fear of, I don't know, I want to say constructive criticism, but I don't even think it's that, is it? It's just.
0: Well, just, I think just to produce work full stop, a lot of women are scared to do. Like, the criticism is like the next step in that
1: yeah it's it's still sad really that when people do post things that you know a certain sort of gender feel the need to to go on comments and mm. do this and do that because i don't know i'd never i'd never comment on anyone's work if it wasn't a productive or constructive comment you know i'd never even comment on how they shoot things i'd just be like yeah. oh that looks that looks slay not that i've ever commented that but uh-huh. you
0: know <laughs> well, i do appreciate people's like constructive criticism sometimes but i don't think it's a discussion that should be had in the comments like i think that's mm. something that you should chat to the person individually because i think comments can be you know interpreted in different ways and it can come across just like you're being a hater and if someone's posted something they're really proud of and then it's just like, you should have done it this way. It's just it's just negative. Like if you want to help do that, but it doesn't need to be in like a public space because it can just be a bit embarrassing or put that person down.
1: I think it's just really common, though, isn't it? Like I've I've seen a few things since we, me and Tanisha, have started Green Girls where... Especially at the beginning, we obviously posted the logo, and everyone was like super keen, and everyone was like really supportive. But there were a couple of messages being like, "Oh, what about the men?
0: Where's the uh, men's space?" I've had that comment quite a few times. What about them? I, yeah, I don't. Irrelevant. <laughs> Next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me start with our like quick fire questions before we get into the nitty gritty. Yep. Yeah. Okay, uh, what was the last film you shot?
1: Oh, the last film I shot, I think, was A Kodak Gold. It might have been a Fuji film, actually.
0: So let's Ooh. go with
1: either of them. I think it was a Fu- Fuji film. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Um, I literally just finished it at the final summer at Wembley on Thursday which was nice. the game, England versus Brazil. But the ISO was 200 and I was on a kind of point and shoot, Pentax point and shoot. Um, so I was kind of trying to get through it as quickly as possible so I could get a, a higher ISO in. so Cause obviously it was a night game.
0: So I've- not, I always not... do the rewind trick, oh,
1: which is a that? bad
0: trick. So you just remember the number of shots you've taken and then you rewind the film. And then when you go to use it again, you just take the number of shots, but cover the lens or shoot it in the dark. And then oh like, you can change um, film mid-roll. But I wouldn't recommend particularly, like, it's useful sometimes, but um, my fridge of film is so chaotic, like I'll put out a film to shoot it and it'll be like, take this many shots. And they're all <laughs> just like half shot film. It's a bit, a bit of a mess, but I've not even thought to do that. Yeah. It's useful sometimes if you really need a a high-speed film, but, yeah, Yeah. a bit chaotic too. Yeah,
1: I'd probably forget me, and then I'd I'd end up having, like, double exposures, which obviously isn't a bad thing, but... Mm. Yeah, yeah, I just get I get really frustrated yeah. sometimes on a lot f- of filming. I'm like, yeah, like it's a sunny day, let's go out, and then I, I, I take about ten shots, and then I forget about it for a month, and then I need some something with like a higher speed ISO, you know? Yeah, or well, even f-
0: just in a day, the weather can change so much oh, yeah. within thirty six shots. That sounds cool. I think my last film was Kodak Gold as well. Actually, I mean, if you shot Fuji two hundred, it could have been gold too. Who knows these days? <laughs> They've just discontinued another film as well I've seen on recently. Oh really? Which you one's? Know that? That? Oh I don't know, I would get One it of wrong. Them. One of One the of Fuji them. films. But I mean, I don't even count Fuji as a film to shoot anymore because I never see it. Like I don't think I'd yeah. ever be that as like some films that people are so Upset that they've been discontinued, but I think because I only came into film in the last like five or so years, like I don't feel that you know passion or loyalty or love for a certain film because I've always been in it when there's not been that much about. Mm -hmm. Whereas other people were like, "Oh, I remember this film from back in the day," (laughs) (laughs) and they are spending like hundreds on eBay to get it. But I've just been a Kodak girl. Yeah, I've just been with whatever's cheap,
1: whatever's the cheapest. Um, And then I kind of got sick of Kodak Gold, so I ordered some Fujifilm this time around, Um, Mm. only because I could get it. But I don't know, I've not tried. Have you tried that scene still? Is it 400D? Have you tried the, the, it's like the purple box scene still. Have you tried it?
0: it. Yeah, I've shot it once. I shot a roll for work so you could get some sample pictures. And I, I did really love it. It's a really nice film. It's just when a film is that much money, mm-hmm. it's not something that I'd like whack in a point and shoot, and that's the sort of photography I do most. Yeah, like because I think it's nearly twenty pounds a roll, so it's, it's just a lot. crazy.
1: They they say like everyone jokes about the cost of living and the you know the cost of gas and all that, but like the cost of film is just yeah crazy like the percentage that it's gone up is just a joke like i remember kodak a roll of kodak used to be i don't know 6.99 mm. seven quid it's what now yeah. th- 13 14 quid which is what scenes still used to be Yeah.
0: Nice. I wish I could just time travel and go to Poundland and get all that film when <laughs> it was a pound that, a roll. That's one thing that
1: raged me about April Fool's Day. I'm in it. For, I'm oh, take for a it laugh. easy, love face. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: was so good of them. They always do such a fair. good job of that. Yeah. You know. But
1: then I'm just like, no, I, I don't find the price of film funny.
0: It's like, a mysterious pa- matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't annoy me. Come on okay another question because i feel you do quite a lot of gigging and stuff like you go to gigs a fair bit yeah that's like your hobby you do quite a lot of the weekends in your free time yeah yeah so my next question was the dream person you'd like to see in concert oh wow okay um i've probably got
1: a few to be fair um I mean, I'm off. I'm down in London actually. Next weekend, I'm seeing Paramore at the O2. Oh, yeah.
0: Um,
1: they'd probably be my dream gig, but obviously they're coming back around, and I have got tickets, thank God. Um, there's a French dude called Stromer. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but he is quite. I don't know, like his music is really random, some of it's sort of beats, he sings in French and raps in French, um, and he's playing at Wembley and May, and I've been trying to get tickets for the last year, but it's been sold out, <laughs> I've missed out every time mm. that they've come out for resale, um, so I'd probably say him or them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the most most of the people that I'd probably like to see in concert I've maybe already seen. Like if I went to see Wolf Alice in Berlin last year, that was epic. Um yeah, I don't know. Anyone. I love gigs, I love live music, yeah. there's nothing there's nothing out there that I wouldn't turn my nose up at, really. Um, I go to kind of like rave gigs. I went to go see Bicep in Liverpool uh, a few weeks back. And that was at some like disused warehouse. Oh, cool. And it was mental. It was absolutely nuts. You got like strip searched on the way in. There was like sniffer dogs and everyone was still doing cat and stuff. Not that I should say oh, that wow. live, but... Um, <laughs> You know when you just like um one, I'm probably too old for this, two, I'm probably too sober, but like the experience was just something else. But I wasn't allowed to take a camera in, which is just soul destroying, but mm. it's just one of them.
0: Yeah, I remember the first like few concerts I went to after COVID and I was just like, Oh, this is the best. Like I've missed this so much. Yeah, I think there's some, some
1: something sensory about it for me, like you're in an enclosed space and I don't know that it's just you and the music. Mm. Sometimes I don't even watch the acts, I just turn around and whoever I'm with we just like bop about and kind of like really get into the music. Um, I don't care where I'm sat either or stood, it's just as long as I'm in that room and the music's there, um, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. What about you? What, what's your sort of
0: um... dream? I'm more of a like poppy kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope Lily Allen does again, but she's yes. been Legend. doing a lot of acting recently. Um, I'm seeing Beyonce soon. Wow. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about how much that costs me. <laughs> I don't Is even know a- who I'm going with. So Is that in London? Yeah, it's at the Tottenham Stadium. Oh, wow. Um so that that should be good, but I just need to find more friends who like the same music as me. Cause then mm-hmm. you end up taking someone and like you're good friends, so it's fine. But if they yeah. don't know the music and wanna, you know, scream out all the lyrics, then it just is like, oh what a waste. Yeah, <laughs> it, it takes it away from the gig, doesn't
1: it? Sometimes I go on my own. Like I'll just get a singular ticket and I'm just oh, like, yeah. I don't care. Because everyone That's in this so place fun. is you know, it's scary. Because, like, when the support acts on, or you know, when you get in there an hour before the act, main act comes on, you're just yeah. there and you're just like, God, this is awkward. I don't have anyone to speak to. But as soon as the act comes on, you just you don't think, Christ, I'm on my own. You're just like a group of people mm-hmm. that enjoy the same music.
0: Yeah, and people so, like make friends for life in fan clubs and, you know, over music. So, yeah. It's a cool thing to do. Okay, our last favourite question. If you were a man today, or for the day, what would you do? If I was a man for the day? Oh my
1: god. I don't want to st- say something really stereotypical. Um, If I was a man for the day? I don't know, that's a really, like, that's throwing me off. Here's me thinking like, everything everything would be photography related. I didn't think that that would be thrown out wow um because everyone would just be like oh yeah peace standing up or you know everyone would just say something like random Mm -hmm. wouldn't they
0: we've had a few of that like yeah i think alex and i have both said that actually or like go for a run with your top off or something
1: oh my god yeah that's probably a good shout actually
0: yeah it's a bit cold today it is a bit Um... cold
1: um i don't know that's, that's like completely thrown me off uh, off topic,
0: if I was a man for the day, I feel like I'm taking forever to answer a really simple no, question. No, it's, it's an important question.
1: I think I'd be like really lame and try and just be the same person <laughs> that I am now and try and like support everyone and a, like that's just such it's a be lame... Be a good ally. Yeah, yes. That's my that's my answer. Be a good ally. That's, nice. that's such a lame answer. I could have just said pee standing up, couldn't I? But mm. <laughs> that's <laughs> Run a good with one, my top too. off. <laughs> you,
0: you can be an ally while peeing standing up.
1: Yeah, with my with my <laughs> with my top off. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah,
0: all in one. <laughs> um I feel like I've said this one a few times as well, but I was thinking about it yesterday. And just like the way hollywood especially compares women and men's like aging like a man would be like a silver fox or looking really rugged and like some wrinkle lines on a man i don't think it's looked at the same way on a woman as no. on women so so i would just want to like i'd love to be able to age and just be like oh look at me like i'm getting older like and not see it as such a negative thing, rather than analyze like every pore on my face. Yeah, um, you'd feel
1: so sort of free, wouldn't you? I guess yeah. to like, age however you wanted to age, if you're. Yeah, work, but
0: like, obviously, uh, male celebrities do get facelifts and stuff too. But I just think women in general are held to a higher standard, and it's like, how dare you age? Um, do you watch um, Queer Eye? Yes, i Queer Eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And Jonathan Van Ness on there, he's my favourite. He's always like, ageing is a blessing. Like, we're all so lucky to, you know, grow older and just not be dead, basically.
1: Yeah.
0: But we're put under a lens of like, no, you should be a baby forever. And it's impossible and expensive.
1: I think I find aging like beautiful. I know that's like really cliched or or whatever. It adds character. Yeah. And it just shows that I don't know, in some ways, you know, when you get like crow's feet or things like that, it shows Mm -hmm. that you're happy, you've like, you know
0: laughter lines and
1: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just think if you take that away and like there's some people that see out there that can't kind of show any emotion in the forehead and things like that. And yeah, it looks good, you look younger, but I don't know. I just I find it strange. Maybe because I can't relate to that. I barely wear makeup, to be fair. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I find it quite sad that people feel... Th- but people, again, are, you know, they're self-conscious. But are they self-conscious yeah. through media and things that they've seen? Or is it something that mm. they've wanted to do You know, off their own back? I don't know.
0: Yeah. like I say that, but I think to... Have that outward look on life that you know you're going to embrace your age and and not you know obsess over it. I think that's such a hard thing because you're just constantly being fed these messages every day mm-hmm. that you need to look young and be perfect forever. And it's something like not that I'm old, but when I turned twenty five this year, I think it was something I became really conscious of. Like i don't want to look back on my 20s and be like i hated my body or my face that whole time Mm -hmm. but i think in reality a lot of women probably grow up thinking negative thoughts about how they look like most days
1: well i'm 35 this year so i'm a good decade older than you are um and i think reaching my mid-30s it's the first time i've ever really been like shit like i'm getting old now you know like things have started to hurt a bit more after, after i do physical exercise <laughs> and things yeah. like that Like god, my body is like struggling but i don't know i've had gray hair for, since i was like 19 so all the way through my 20s i've had like strands of like big strands of gray yeah and everyone would be like oh my god why don't you die over it Ugh. and i'm like why should i like, mm. I have, I had them dyed over uh, this year, actually, because I was going to my mate's wedding. I thought, oh, you know, I look a bit less feral. I'll get them dyed <laughs> over, you know, that sort of um. thing. And it, I, You know, it looks all right, but they've grown back and they've come back and I'm not like, oh, I need to go out and spend, you know, 90 quid on my hair again and get them covered, because why should I feel like that? But I, I, it's scary that a lot of people out there do. They do fear ageing and they fear, you know, looking old, but... Mm. Just, it's just, I think it's just how you feel, how you feel in, within yourself. and
0: um, Yeah, I'm trying to differentiate how you feel versus how the outward media is telling you to feel, like yeah. picking out those voices, which I think is no easy thing to do. But I'm trying to be more conscious of it, mm. although I will be going online later because Paula's Choice has a skincare sale I'm on, so... <laughs> I should still be playing know what that
1: the is. back <laughs> I don't even know what is Paula's choice what even it's
0: is just, that yeah I mean it's everything I just said I was against so Fab. you know you win, you win some you lose some <laughs> yeah you do you <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah okay so let's get on to some some filmy topic so for those of you who don't know Nikki. Um, you started Green Girls, like, over lockdown, was it? Like, 2021?
1: Yeah. yeah, something like that. I think it's... We've been going now for a few years. Um, I think it was at a time where I was still working because I work on the railway, so that kind of never stopped throughout um, COVID or lockdowns.
0: Yeah. And I was
1: just I was just sat in the back cab one day and I remember just thinking, God, is this it? I just went to work, ate food, went to sleep went back into work and then obviously all your hobbies or, you know, your leisure activities were cut off because you couldn't, you'd be in contact with anyone. And I remember just seeing Tini, I think Tini had posted something or I think she was like the only uh, female photographer that I'd noticed that I'd followed. So I was just like, oh, do you fancy doing this? Um, Messaged her. And it kind of just snowballed from there really. Um, we're both at a point where I think, like, creati- creatively, we were like cut off from the world. So we're just like, well, yeah. if like, we set it up, it's kind of it kind of gives us something to to build on. Um, never obviously anticipated that it would take off as it as it did. Because uh, you you as a platform, you know the She Hearts film thing. I'd seen that kind of like going in the background. So I think you've been going for longer than we have.
0: Uh, I feel like it was quite a similar time. Similar time. We started- March 2021 I feel like you guys were in the summer maybe yeah yeah but I'm sure if uh Nikki describes the logo you'll all know what we're talking about I'm gonna try not to
1: like describe it in a really cringe way like I remember <laughs> saying be I as, as you like well it's just a pair of tits on a roll basically yeah uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, but on another podcast, I didn't know whether I could say that as a phrase, so I was like, Oh, it's a pair of breasts on a roll, and then it literally (laughs) kept me up for like a week that I'd said that in (laughs) that way. Um, yeah, I think I just literally just asked Tanisha and I was like, Can we do this? Are you would you be down if I just did that? and she was like, You absolutely need to do that, and that only. Um, and then I sent her it and she was like, that looks amazing. Let's do it. And we posted it and it just blew. And when I say it blew, I remember being at work um, and the amount of notifications coming through from Instagram actually made my phone die. Wow. <laughs> like it was literally like bing, 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 like literally loads follow, follow, follow this and the other. And um, yeah, it just drained my battery, which is a good thing. It shows that, you know, it's needed um and the draw for it was obviously there but I just don't think we anticipated how much we'd take on Mm. and it like you know like we said in kind of like before we recorded it is tough to keep something like this going especially around your kind of like daily activities and you know if you if you've got a really robust job or even if you don't it's just really difficult to keep something like that afloat really
0: yeah Nikki and I this is the first time we actually speaking like with our voices I don't know how yeah. to say it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we've like chatted loads on like whatsapp for I don't know a year or so but um it's normally just both of us like ranting or venting to each other about how doing these kind of external projects is really hard and demanding and just going to each other's for advice like we're both so passionate about them but um there's obviously balancing your work and your job but then it's also your own personal photography that kind of goes on the backseat because this thing we're trying to do like uplifting uh female voices in film I think that always feels like number one to us yeah um but yeah it is definitely demanding not even the thing itself I just think it's Instagram and the algorithm is so like hungry if you leave it a day without a post it's just like oh screw you I'm not gonna help you guys out I think the algorithm
1: is like so disheartening when it comes to Instagram because nobody really knows like how it works or you know yeah it's shadow banned if you post too much but then if you don't post enough you don't get like the reach that you need and there are i mean just for example there was like a north i think it's northwest or northeast like film club that i saw oh, yeah. um i think it was mandy left um you know the last that mm-hmm. comes to your photography uh meetups um they'd gone to a meetup in Leeds. I had no idea it was happening. And I live like 30 minutes down the road. And they'd shared something to do with this phone club. Didn't even know it existed. Had never heard anything. You know, it was at Leeds station like two weeks ago. And I'd never, not that I'm I'm the be all and end all, I need to know everything, you know, when it comes to photography. But I find it quite sad that they've obviously shared, we're doing this on Sunday, you know, and someone who's on Instagram within the vicinity isn't getting that sort of exposure to that post I find that really really you know sad
0: yeah I get what you mean even at work like with She Hots film uh, we are working on setting up some pages on our website but it mainly exists through social media and a lot of people don't want to be on social media which I completely get and Mm -hmm. respect and when you're making an announcement it does mean that people can miss out on things but if you, I mean, you guys have a website like that it takes it to another level of stuff to maintain and update and keep going. Yeah, and like it's it's definitely hard work.
1: Yeah, our website. I will be honest. Our website is actually down at the minute. Um, we sold some stickers, so some like branded merch at the beginning to kind of uh, fund ourselves to to get a website and things like that. Um, but obviously these things run out, you need to renew them and I think the renewal was something like 230 quid. And at a point, it's it was at a point where I think Tanitra had just moved to Canada. Yeah. And then obviously we've got, we used to have like a, not a joint account, but we used to have like one account where we, anything that we'd kind of made sticker-wise, it just like go into that. And it funded us for the best part of two years to have, you know, hosting and a website and then obviously it's run out. so. It's, it's something that I'd like to get going again, um, but it's just the cost. We want to be self sustainable. We want to be, you know, I don't mind putting money in and things like that, but it's then up, like the upkeep of it. So trying to find time to upload stuff. And I'm trying to break Instagram's algorithm. So like posting people from Instagram and putting it on there and things like that. And the engagement yeah. was, was meant, like the, the engagement was really good on it, but it's just. It's almost like a—I won't say a full-time job, but it's almost like a semi-full-time job in itself.
0: Trying to keep mm-hmm. the website
1: going and and, think, and replying to people, and you know, staying relevant and that sort of thing. So,
0: yeah, it's a fight for relevancy, constantly. Yeah. But I mean, if you guys were to do merch again, I know it would fly off the shelves, and I know you've got loads of ideas for that. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I yeah. Mean,
0: that initial investment, I guess.
1: Yeah, again, like I don't mind putting money in, and I'd never be the one here that'd be like, "Oh, I'm not making money from this venture." It's not about the money for me. Yeah, I don't want to kind of like skint myself to then, you know, then I'll hate it. So then I'll be like, "Oh, this website I've built and I've bought it, and I'm, you know, nothing's coming from it, and no one's getting any positivity from it, and this, that, and the other." And then I'll start, you know, despising it, sort of thing. So it's just getting that balance because I don't want to fall out of love with photography and I feel like Instagram mm-hmm. makes me do that more regularly than I'd like. Instagram for me is, is like a love hit. Like, I want to deactivate it. then I want to come back because I've got things to post, then I want to deactivate yeah. it again. And I don't know, I, sh- I struggle with it personally.
0: Yeah, me too. I think since I started working in social media as well, it's become a bit more difficult because before I just post whatever on my page because I liked it and now I'm like oh which audio is trending right now like which sound is going to get me the most views and I can't help but look at the views or the likes and um, it's just not good for you like that's not why we should share our work like for that you know gratification back share it because you like it and because you're proud of it and just want the world to see it but it's it's hard to Separate the likes from you know, what you actually want people to see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I mean, I think I turn my likes off, so I can't. I don't see, or people don't see, like the likes of the post. Yeah, but then sometimes, like, I'll, I'll post something and the engagement will be like, will skyrocket, and I'll get like X amount of posts, and then I'll post something sort of similar time the next day with kind of similar hashtags and stuff, and it just drop off the face of the earth. So it just Instagram, for me, is, like, it's soul-destroying. You try not to look at the likes and you try not to look at the engagement, yeah. but then it's, like, I, I, I want people to be, like, that's it. I want people to be, like, "Oh, you know, whatever. I want people to engage. You're there on Instagram to kind of, like, build connections and meet people and things like that. But then it, it almost stops you from doing that, which is yeah,
0: I think ideal, it's really. hard to make sense of, and you get all these pages, like, do this and your account will blow up like use this (laughs) audio but I don't think anyone really knows I think the algorithm changes on a day-to-day basis I don't think Instagram themselves know what they're doing half the time and yeah it's different like if you're in a business because you literally need social media you know to make you money a lot of the time but I think for us Um, we just want people to see the stuff. So that's what matters. I think we'll get further by um, just sharing each other's work and and commenting and supporting in that way. I think what we can do as a community to help each other rather than how can Instagram help us? Because at the end of the day, they don't care about us (laughs) unless we're bringing money to their platform. Absolutely. none of us are selling stuff like we're just sharing our work so you know they want people that are selling a product or running ad campaigns and because film photographers aren't doing that they're just you know sharing their art we're not going to be a demographic of you know accounts that they're going to necessarily support so yeah i think for me one thing that really
1: annoyed me recently was um I'd I'd seen somewhere that a reel kept you kind of like a bit more relevant or if you post reels you get more engagement and this sort of thing
0: yeah um
1: so it pushed me to be kind of a type of person that I really don't engage with personally like I'd put a, a reel on there with my photographer pictures from the women's euros last year which was fine but then it's just like my account was still kind of like dropping off I was like losing followers not that that's important but I'd like to, you know. feel supported yeah yeah so I kept going with it and then it's just like I was just making reels about like random shit so there's a reel on there Mm -hmm. where I think I've gone on holiday to like Poland I've made like a reel with Lizzo in the background and I was just like well this isn't me this isn't who I am like why should I feel forced to kind of make a reel and feel Mm -hmm. really uncomfortable when all I want to do is find people out there who are like me that share my passion without it being a show you know like it shouldn't be difficult to engage with people that have the same same shared hobby i don't know i struggle i did struggle with that but i've stopped doing reels now
0: i I think the thing with the world we live in now no matter what business you're in like if you're a plumber a hairdresser a teacher you're expected to be a content creator as well and these things that actually skills you know video editing is a skill and understanding yep. trends and being on top of that is something that's people's literal jobs that they spend time and money like investing in and to ask the everyday person or a person who already has another separate vocation to do that on top of their job is such a lot like it's, yeah. it's super demanding and, and really challenging I mean I think the best things about the film community are the in-person meetups. And if you can try and push Instagram and the algorithm to the side, unless you're like really having fun with it and enjoying it, then just get to these in-person events because they really are the best of us. I think, um, you you mentioned Mandy a minute ago, if you guys don't follow her, you you definitely should. And Mandy posts like almost daily, um, but I wouldn't say she's got you know a massive account, but you can see from her post that she just absolutely loves it and she just loves film and and wants to get her work out there as quickly as possible. And I think that's a great example of someone using Instagram kind of to benefit them and and their hobby and what they enjoy rather than the other way around and and you know obsessing over likes and views like just use it as the tool you want if that makes sense
1: no absolutely I think Mandy and uh, yourself like the amount of stories and stuff that you put on like when you go to film meetups and stuff you make it look so fun and kind of I don't know I kind of sit there and be like oh I feel like I'm missing out here because like everyone's kind of met up and it looks like Mm -hmm. super chilled and you know not corporate or anything like that it's basically just like a group of film people meeting up and having a coffee and going for a wander." So I think, I don't know, like over the years or whatever, like following you two, I think, you know, I've got a lot to thank you guys for because you've made it kind of just more of a a welcoming and friendly kind of community, especially for me. Like even though I've not come to these meetups mainly because most of them have been down south or I've been at work, I don't know. You've kind of just made it look like a safe and open space for anybody. Because I'm like super introverted. Like my personality is... don't know i'll do a lot of things on my own i'm not i am outgoing depends on who i'm around that sort of thing but the mainstay for me is i'm quite introverted so like a group meetup where like everyone's super like wow this this and this like sounds like my worst nightmare um but i don't know the meetups that you guys do and and things like that just make it look super normal and super like something that i'd get on board
0: with they are so fun and chill and I think a lot of photographers are a bit awkward like our camera is sort of our shield but if you bring it together we all have that in common and you'll have film in common so it's easy to chat to people and everyone's just like so kind like I did a little walk for my birthday um and everybody brought me a present and I was like oh my god like Please don't think I did this walk just to get gifts off you guys. Cause I wasn't expecting it at <laughs> all. And I really need to do a post to like thank people properly. But um like Sebastian, I don't know if you know him, Sam. He, he uh is part of analog meetups, he brought me a point-and-shoot camera. Oh. Um, the vintage camera hut guys, they got me a an Olympus lens. People brought me film, like Cameras by Max got me a t-shirt and I was just like, this community is just so wonderful. And I think people are so like giving and generous, despite, you know, cost of film and all this stuff. We're all just so um passionate about the the hobby and want it to continue that yeah. people are always like willing to share. but you won't get that kind of enjoyment or or community feel out of it unless you Start meeting these people in person. Like I think the friends you make on the internet is amazing, but when you take it to that next level and and meet these people that you've been like nerding out about film with for so long, (laughs) it's just like the best feeling. Like you should definitely come to meet up soon. And and I think people are working hard to get um more walks in the north. Like I've definitely seen a big push for that. Yeah, is, I mean, good.
1: I was really surprised when I'd actually missed out on that one that was like last Sunday. I was just like, as if I didn't know. You know, it's it like, right in my backyard sort of thing. Like I work at Leeds yeah, to- and I've like That's not really seen annoying. anything go on, you know. You need so, to get in
0: some um, just get in some WhatsApp groups and get people's moments yeah. and stuff. I'll mm-hmm.
1: definitely come out to to one even if it's down south. Like I'll just hop on a train for a few hours and, and get to one, but it's just yeah, I think it's been like Uh, there's been like two rail strikes that have disrupted two of them and then then i think all of them have been disrupted by rail strikes actually yeah Um, so it's just been a bit of a nightmare to get down have you got anything coming like along have you got anything in the near future or
0: not at the moment i'm trying to work on a walk with um amateur photographer magazine to see if i could get them to like come along or cover some of it but, um, yeah, it's all early days. Like, I know people want walks all the time. But for me, they do take a lot of planning and a lot of yeah. just um, energy. <laughs> like, I love <laughs> people. But the next day, I'm like, nobody talked to me. Like, my social Absolutely. battery is just yeah. 0%. And especially, um, like, most times people come that you've never met before, which is brilliant. But um, you just have to be on you know your a game and top super, form, yeah. Um, bubbly and, and you know you don't always feel like that. So for me, I'm aiming for like quarterly. She hearts film walks, which I think is is doable. And in between that, sharing other walks that people can go to because these meetups happen all the time. You just need to get in the know with all the yeah crowd. So, yeah. I feel
1: like Green Girls and Splitting or Green Girls and She Hats Film needs to come together and maybe do one that's, like... That
0: would be so cool. ...pros. Um, Obviously, yeah. there's no
1: pressure. Like, I don't want to put, like, any no, pressure on either of that. us. Because logistically, it might be a bit of a nightmare, but, like I say, I don't mind coming down south and doing something yeah. down
0: there. I'd love to do more in-person stuff. I have so many ideas. It's just the... The time, time and effort. the money, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about yeah. you? Are you just like keeping up with the Instagram, and do you guys have any immediate plans? Yeah, um, so Tanisha at the minute obviously is in Canada.
1: Um, so she actually suggested a really cool idea of she'd do a photo walk over there. And because of the time difference like when we do a photo walk over here one would be a daytime one would be a nighttime sure. so then you could kind of like collate the two whatever was shot obviously on the photo walk and have like a really cool like daytime nighttime sort of
0: yeah like post that's so
1: fun. Stuff out. but then obviously we will probably need to get the website back up and running or you know we need to probably maybe put a bit of effort or more effort into to getting it actually rocking and rolling
0: um, I think merch is where you guys need to start with. Yeah, again, <laughs> it's money. Like
1: I've got, yeah. I actually found some, like, some stickers actually that we took down to um, the photography show in Birmingham. Um, so the like little pink, like, circular stickers and stuff with our logo on. So whatever we do in the future, I'll bring them down to to that, so people can have them. Um, but yeah, I think we definitely definitely need to put our logo somewhere on something whatever
0: it is one of those like print on demand things because then you don't have to oh yeah is that like um um, isn't it one called like red bubble or something or this uh, yeah um and then you don't need to order you know x number of sizes you just put the design up and then i think people buy whatever they want and then it has to get past like 10 orders and then it will go to print it's meant to be a more you know sustainable way of printing merch rather than it's like a campaign isn't it I've seen yeah yeah. you should definitely do that because I think the website um I mean not many of these I don't know what you call them like community or collectives have a website most of them live on Instagram and I think it's really cool that you guys are doing that it just takes it to another level and makes it a lot more accessible to people um who don't want to be on social media yeah, that's you true. Actually, that, that map you had with showing where everyone was from. So yeah, I definitely do want to get it back up and running.
1: Um, it's just obviously time and money. <laughs> that's yeah,
0: those are things. Invest in us, please. Uh, yeah, give us <laughs> a break. <play>. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no. do you feel like um, you have a better mindset now having been like a few years into it on how to balance your these kind of projects with like your work and your other just day-to-day life things yeah
1: I think for me the grain girls thing I only see as a positive um and I felt like that for a long time even when I've kind of like fallen out of love with one photography as a whole or like my own page like sometimes I'll deactivate my own page, but then I'll still keep the Green Girls one going because I feel like it's, it's not it's not me. It's just like I'm helping everyone else out. Yeah. You know, it's like I view it completely differently to my own, my own mm. sort of stuff. Um, initially it like I said did go mental, um, and then we got the website up and everything kind of like plateaued out after that. So it was alright; it was manageable. Yeah. But I think now we're in a bit of a rut where. You know the website's not up. Our engagement's probably dropping off. Tanisha's in Canada, which does make it a bit of a nightmare in terms of like trying to catch up and you know touch base and things like that. But I'd never turn my back on it. I'd never, I'd never leave yeah. it. I'd never like just drop it and things like that because I think that it, there's such an importance on that no i'm not being big-headed in saying that either like there is such an importance on having a platform for people to feel like they're connected to it
0: i get what you, you mean know? i think when I'm um, i've got behind with the podcast or whatever it started stressing me out a bit that's what graham's always said to me like remember this is meant to be a fun thing and a positive thing yeah. um and to not you know put put all this pressure on it to make it stressful and remember that that people are enjoying it and even if you get like 20 likes which might feel sad you have to think that's 20 people like mm-hmm. if you're in a room with 20 real people you'd be like yep. damn look at me yeah so I think just trying to ground yourself when it, it gets a bit overwhelming I mean balancing your time is like another thing which I don't know if I'll ever get good at but um yeah, I think yeah. you're, like,
1: su- super busy compared to, like, me and Tanisha, though. Like, me and Tanisha run the Instagram and we do a bit of a website when it's up and-, and running. But, like, you seem to be, like, doing this walk and doing the- these podcasts and stuff. And, like, that takes, like, so much time and effort. Like, I commend, yeah. obviously, the amount of, like, effort that you do put in. Because even just editing a podcast, that can take you, like, a full a full working week
0: sometimes. Yeah, you know? it's, not- it's not a mean feat. No editing doesn't come naturally to me as I'm sure Paul and Karen at work would tell you (laughs) because I'm often a bit behind on my deadlines (laughs) um but yeah I think it's that and also that like film is my my job my hobby like everything it just feels like my whole life sometimes and um which is amazing but sometimes you want a bit of separation from it because you can't Mm -hmm. separate from when it's a walk that I'm going out just to have fun or am I there to get content you know sometimes I just want to enjoy it and not be like oh my god do that again so I can film it and put it on Instagram and get two likes yeah (laughs) that's the Um, isn't it in a nutshell that is literally it
1: like do you do it for the love of it anymore or is it just like because it pays the bills and it's just getting that fine line I think
0: yeah and like don't get me wrong I love seeing people's cool reels and what they're up to but sometimes I think we need to remember part of the reason we all love film or for me was to you know slow down and get away from technology if every analog thing you're doing you're filming just to put on social media I feel like that takes away from it a bit yeah that's such a good point Like, if you enjoy it, that's completely fine. And, I mean, I love it too. But sometimes I just think we go too far with it and need to just... I I would love to do a phones-free photo walk that'll be my next thing I think oh my god that's like definitely... no social media just live in the moment everyone like... <laughs> oh my god I want a t-shirt <laughs> I already Honestly, want a t-shirt
1: come
0: on it just it becomes too much I've I've actually put um like screen time limits on my phone the last week or so like you really? can do it on apple phone like uh just make a code and you I set like an hour and a half a day which is a lot to be on social media an hour and a half but in reality I was probably spending like way more than that but then I was just like bypassing the code all the time so I actually got my boyfriend to set a code now <laughs> so it'll come to like nine in the evening and I'm like please sir can I have <laughs> yeah. some more scrolling time but I was just That's hearing amazing. all these like stats of you know how long will end up spending on social media if we follow in these habits and it's like years of your life oh
1: absolutely i mean it's
0: funny you should say that because literally this morning i was like brushing
1: my teeth and it came up on my phone it said um your screen time is up by 12 percent from last week i'm like oh i'm failing on life like how's yeah. it up by 12 percent like what have i been doing this last yeah. week And my screen time is horrific. It's mainly on a night, you know, where you're like, oh, I'm going to go to bed now. And then you spend 90 minutes, if not two hours, just scrolling Mm. through random stuff. But everybody does it.
0: Everyone. They do. And I've only put this, um, you know, time limit on in the last week. So I'm not going to be like, I'm on my high horse and I'm doing amazing because I'll probably crumble in the next week or so.
1: It's but almost like it, an
0: addiction, though, isn't it? It's it like, is oh, an if, addiction. If, I'm not,
1: if I'm not on it, I'm, I'm missing out. And what's this? What's that?
0: And yeah, it's, it's not great. But what I'm saying now is that I know I've got an hour and a half. I see it as like, let's have productive social media time. Like, oh, what's Mandy posted today? I want to see what this person's up to. Oh, Lomography's just got this new thing out. Like, actually checking out stuff I want to see. Or yeah, it'll be that's... like, oh, I want to post this thing. Or update that rather than just scrolling and learning like random facts that are sometimes really interesting but a lot of the time irrelevant. Like, do you remember all the content you consumed yesterday? Probably. Probably not. not. No, that's such a good way to look at it though. It's almost
1: like having a bite sized kind of social media thing every day Mm. where you're actually productive. Yeah, that's such a that's such a cool way to look at it. Maybe I should start doing stuff like that, probably.
0: Yeah, everyone set an hour and a half on your phone and, <laughs> and you will realise how much time you're spending on that. Because an hour and a half is a long time, but it's never enough. No.
1: I dread to even look at how much I spend on Instagram. Yeah.
0: Like I just mm. go on the
1: reels bit, even though I can't stand reels, but I'm just like, oh there's a cute cat. Oh, there's something else. Oh, that's funny. Ha ha, you know, whatever. I just must be so annoying, like, just sat there listening to like three seconds of like music and then just like scrolling yeah. along.
0: And it's never ending, so you could go on and on forever to mm. the abyss of Instagram. But, well, I'm glad like we've both got ideas for future projects and we're both. You know, it's both super important to us. Like, She, she film, film, spraying, grain Girls, they're not things that are going to go away, but I feel like we're both realistic in the fact that, you know, life has its ups and downs and the projects are kind of going to kind of like ebb and flow with that, but that's okay as long as they do keep going.
1: Yeah, I think even if you're moving forward, even if it's not at a pace, at least you're not standing still um, when yeah. it comes to like Instagram and things like that. I think for me, it's like, it's guilt more than anything. I think, the the latter end of last year, I think there was probably, I don't know, six months, maybe five months, something like that, where I didn't actually post anything to our Instagram on Grain Girls. I felt Mm. like such a guilt that I wasn't, people, I could see people were tagging in us in thousands of tags, like, I think our tag count's something like I don't know, 50,000 tags or something. And people were taking the time and effort to tag us, our hashtag Grain Girls. And I just wasn't doing anything to promote these people. And it's just like, well, you know, come on, I have to... Even if it's five minutes a day, I have to, you know, go on there and share things to our story because then that's the only way that people are going to find other photographers that are like them, yeah, you know.
0: But I would say... in like if you think back to Instagram now versus before you started *Growing Girls like don't you think it's so different in terms of who is on your feed oh absolutely
1: absolutely Um, I almost feel like it's a better place not that yeah again I'm not being like arrogant or anything like that but even with like the film Sorority and people like that and Other communities and there's one one um, lot that I think they're called bitches with cameras and I'm like yes yeah you know like I just find it so cool yeah yeah
0: no I I definitely feel like we've made a difference or other people are making a difference and there's more understanding about why these projects first started and. I I mean I remember part of the reason I wanted it was I was just scrolling and never seeing a woman on my timeline, yep. and now I say majority of my feed is girls, yep. which I absolutely love. So that in itself is like a win that you know yeah. we have made a difference and we need to, um, you know, remember that when we're feeling the pressure of Instagram algorithms.
1: Yeah, I think. Like you say, I mean, getting off Instagram, getting off social media, and meeting up in person is obviously the way to go. But you know, time constraints, jobs, and people's lives obviously get in the way of that. And then Instagram is there for for those moments where we can't meet up. Yeah. I think that moving forward and stuff, it'd be so cool to to meet up regularly. But you know, it's just it's just difficult. Everything costs so much money.
0: It does. Yeah, I was talking to mandy actually about doing a little like weekend away trip but even a night in an air at b like it's a few hundred pounds before you've even yeah. shot a roll of film like it does add up and everyone lives all over but we really want to yeah. go to this place um it's like near nottingham and it's like a mannequin graveyard this guy just collects oh mannequins and in. it's like Where in this big field and you can go like people go who are set designers and make props and they go and pick different mannequins to make things other people do photo shoots there but it's the creepiest thing like there's literally piles like it looks like a you know just a dump a dumping ground of them um it's but all these places charge you a lot if you want to take photos but it does look really cool i just want to do more stuff like that like just get out and explore weird places
1: yeah Yeah. well that's another thing as well because I think that it does get quite diluted on Instagram you know like if there's a cool place in your city or close by city yeah it's like you see the same shot like 45 times over you know yeah Um, it's just like yeah it's just about getting out there and exploring new
0: new ventures and things like that yeah yeah but um, in general, have you found the whole experience of starting Green Girls, you know, a really positive one? Or have you had any backlash or haters? Um, I think I'd say 99%
1: has been positive. Yeah. Um, but when, obviously, we did first put the logo out, which obviously is quite vulgar to some people, um... They're almost like you know like what is this community and why why can't i be involved in it and you can be involved in it everyone can be involved in it it doesn't matter you know particularly what gender you are or if you you know they them and things like that it's not like we're women only and we're going to cut everyone else off sort of thing it's just more about you know you will find women photographers here that is basically what we're about sure. yeah yeah but I think people took offense to the fact that we were going to be specifically women
0: yeah you know? men don't like to feel left out and it's like yeah. are you okay hun <laughs> like how yeah. do you think we've felt for you know yeah. hundreds and hundreds of years one thing
1: that is actually getting to me, though, at the minute is, like, I'll go through our tags on Instagram, and, well, I say it getting to me, it just, like, narks me a bit, is, like, mm-hmm. I'll go to share people to our story, but I'm, like, just going to double, double check that, you know, I'm sharing the right sort of people, and then I can see that people have tagged Green Girls, and they're a well-affiliated male photographer, and I'm, like...
0: No, that's cheeky. That's not all Yeah, like, come on, no. Justin.
1: Like, you've got your own platform. You've got 13,000 followers. Why you are you don't... tagging green girls? Yeah. Like, why are you jumping on the back of something else? And that's honestly that's really not what annoys me. Yeah, it really
0: pisses me off. No, that's, that's really annoying. I mean, there are so many great guys in the community who are... Like sharing women's work and um like the front guys are always so supportive. Yeah, absolutely. People like that, which I appreciate. Um like I appreciate it so much. But at the same time it's like um why are we rewarding these people so much for just, you know, being nice <laughs> and yeah. not being dickheads? like just, yeah no no hate on like Jamie and the front guys, they're amazing <laughs> and they're not who I'm talking about, but it's like Oh, you know, this photographer's so nice, like they're always sharing women's work, but like is that hard? Like yeah. can't can't we all just be nice and you know, give a few likes here and there? But um I think it it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier of like women being held to a higher standard standard in terms of beauty. Um, yeah. it goes to everything, including photography and technical ability. Yeah. Um, so if there is a post and it's, I don't know, slightly out of focus or whatever it is, I, I just think some people would jump on that and and use it as a chance to um, you know heavily criticise a woman, especially.
1: Yeah, because I imagine like obviously you've been the face of She Harts film. I can imagine it's been quite difficult over the years, you know. Because for me, it's it's. Well, my view, my, my view only probably, but I can, I think it comes from a place where me, particularly men sit there and be like, oh, successful woman, oh, I'll just, you know, have a word and knock her down a peg, you know. Yeah. Because you can see it even in the workplace when someone gets a promotion or someone does a better job than you. If it's a woman, You're going to get, you know, negative comments, bitching, that sort of thing. And I think that because Mm. you've been the face of women's photography for such a long time, I think that you cop for a lot of it, which is quite unfair, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know what to say. Like, it's not really bad, but because in general, our community is so nice and supportive and generous when there is one comment, it does... um, like get to me or it just stands out and i always share it on my stories i think when someone's like rude i remember a while ago i was doing like a dickhead of the day kind of thing and being like <laughs> today this person said this to me but um i always get i don't want to say older cuz it's i'm not trying to like, separate them by age but like i still feel like a kid in this community and then there's guys that have been shooting film for um you know 20 odd years um like rob from london camera project he'll always message and be like emma remember what i say don't water the weeds like don't give them any attention yeah i still think i'm quite immature and like not ready for that where i'm just like "Ah, no this person's pissed me off like I just i do feel I, I think your,
1: i think your like reaction to it is definitely valid, but
0: then I almost find it
1: really sad because if you were so like kind of you know off oh, them f- um, I'm gonna carry yeah. on one small comment or a couple of small comments could completely scare you away from film, it could scare you away from yeah. engaging in any sort of like social parameters to do with film and i I, I, I think... do find that i struggle with yeah. that you know. 'Cause we're all we should support each other, regardless of yeah. what you know, film you shoot, what camera you have and you know. I a
0: lot of the negative comments I get are often on the analogue wonderland page and obviously I'm, I'm a professional person, so I can't, you know, <laughs> clap back or whatever, which I think is partly why I would like put it on my close friend's story sorry yeah. Paul if you're listening <laughs> like just because I want to vent and like share it with people and and yeah you're right if someone's like joining film and, and sees people being mean it could put them off so I think it's nice for people to see me share something that's maybe not a nice experience and see the amount of support I get like it's reassuring and I always get people who will go and find the person and go, where is he like <laughs> And like, yeah, literally, and I, I love how supportive and and kind people are. um With she hearts film stuff, it hasn't been as as like bad recently. I remember when we first started, we had similar stuff. Like, what about a he hearts film? Like, okay, you enjoy that. Um, I won't be there. But he you? hearts
1: film every day exactly, Come on exactly exactly. Like... Um, Sparring boring
0: now and we had a guy who I think a few people in the community have had run-ins with and you can tell he's just a person that is there to you know antagonize people and annoy you mm-hmm. and the advice was just like just block them like he's not a nice person he's he's harmless in real life but he's just like a total troll Um, But then more recently, when I've been doing more work on Analog Wonderland's channel, just like myself as an individual doing film reviews, I've had comments on those videos and I think that gets me more because it's like you're talking about me rather than She Hearts film, which feels like a body or a collective of people. And when it's just commenting on your content in particular, It feels a lot more personal, I'd say.
1: Yeah, I I think, again, like photography is such a subjective thing that like, obviously anyone can comment on. But I think that when you're putting yourself out there as like a face of a business and things like that, and people like uh, commenting on your stuff specifically, it's hard to not take things away and take it personally, because I think that that's how it was, you know, put out there for you to read. It's not yeah. like they're just like, attacking Analog Wonderland or anything like that. It's like no. they're, they're getting straight for you, which... I mean, fair play, yeah. like, you know, you've done amazing work. Like I've said in that Lomography, um post that they asked me to do, like I've that said, that you know, you've is. been like, you've been the absolute pillar to the photography community and it's just such a shame that you have to be subject to such, like, negative comments over the years, mm. but...
0: It really is, hasn't been that much, but um, I definitely can be, like, a sensitive soul. Um, it depends on mood you're in, like, when these people catch yeah. you. Um, and I, I generally think some people are so unaware of what they're saying and how it could be offensive or just how it, it contains so many, uh, like, stereotypes or microaggressions I posted a video on works YouTube the other day and someone commented something like Emma must be the shyest photographer I've ever met oh my god I was like firstly you've never met me and you'll never have the privilege of meeting me (laughs) (laughs) but also it's the whole like Oh, this small little woman who's so shy and dainty. Oh, she's so
1: frail. Yeah, so
0: fragile, and she could never hold a heavy camera because her arms would just snap off. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's just these like stereotypes of a woman being shy and a man being like, you know, loud and yeah, strong, strong and strong with that lens. I genuinely don't think that man was trying to be offensive but i think sometimes it's like a generational thing and our generation has like grown up with the internet and i think we're hyper aware of everything and hyper aware of what you should and shouldn't say and being like politically correct and we will hold these people accountable um but i think with trolls you have to as hard as it is like not that that was I was a really a troll, like, but come at them from a an angle of like they don't know. Maybe we can try and teach them rather than just shame them and say you're wrong. Get off the internet because it, it, I think that makes us just as bad in some ways. Yeah, if they're re- definitely. repeated, repetitive offenders or whatever you call them, then it's different. But if it's genuine like they don't know better then at least give them the chance to understand where you're coming from
1: yeah but i think comments like that just don't really need to be said i mean no. they probably meant it in a nice way being like oh yeah you know she's she's nice and friendly or whatever but yeah for me it's quite it's patronizing and it
0: is patronizing yeah you could do without oh. it really yeah um But, no, it's all right. In general, everything's so positive. And when I do a female-only walk in particular, I just come back feeling, like, absolutely unstoppable. Like, they are the best things. You should really come on one seat.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely... I know I keep saying it, and then I keep not turning up, but I definitely will make it down to one. Just work, I work shifts and stuff, and then the rail strikes have not helped me this year, so...
0: Yeah. We'll just... um do one near you soon yeah definitely. or like just be at a train station or something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so it may not look like it outside but it is meant to be springtime and summer is almost here so um a lot of us will be traveling with film soon i do think this topic has been covered a lot more recently like i've seen a quite a few um creators doing videos and giving advice or film brands i think Cindy still did something Uh, analog wonderland have definitely written blogs but um what have your experiences been with like travel with film or do you have any tips for people um i think for me
1: i always make sure that i don't have a film loaded in my camera I've never had a Mm. problem with film going through the CT scanners or anything like that, but I think just then it eliminates risk and you kind of know where your film's at. And then if it is trashed, then at least, I don't know, it's not halfway through with with some pictures on it. I've recently went to Berlin back in the last year and I was taking some pictures of a gig that I like really wanted to turn out. So I took some CineStill 800T down And in my head, I'm like, I know the higher the ISO, the more problems that you have with it going through a scanner. So I said to the guy, I had one of those like travel tins where it says in different languages, can you please check, hand check these. And even the guy at Manchester Airport was like, you are fine. and With anything less than 800, you're fine. Just put it through. But then obviously I've seen other people take some 800 ISO through and half of it's been trashed, half it's been all right. But I think... If you keep it in your hand luggage, I think you're okay. I think it, the problem arises where you put it in your hold, hold luggage because I think does it go through a bigger scanner or a stronger x-ray yeah. or something like that.
0: I think uh, that's where people feel more concerned at the moment because airports are getting new scanners in and unless you do loads of research, you don't necessarily know what your film's actually going through. But yeah, I think majority of us are shooting below 800 ISO, in which case I wouldn't really worry. When I went around uh, like Thailand and a bit of Asia last year, um, I brought loads of film with me, like I had 40 plus rolls of film um, and I ended up getting some film developed out there but I'm not sure if I'd necessarily recommend that advice like I did that mainly because I was doing a lot of internal flight so I knew it would be repeatedly going through a scanner and I was worried that would uh, be more risky but then you also have the risk of using a lab that you don't know and you don't necessarily trust um I'll check with Mandy before I put this out there, um, but I'm sure she won't mind. But Mandy uh, flew home recently to shoot a friend's wedding and she was worried about um, taking the film back home through the airport, although I'm pretty sure it was only, you know, 200 ISO, it was like Kodak Gold or something. And the lab completely messed up one of the roles, like a few of the frames were lost and this was someone's wedding she'd shot. Um Which was such a shame and I'm hoping a bit of editing could fix it. But yeah, it's like the gamble of the film going through the scanner or the gamble of using a lab that you don't have a relationship with and you don't trust. There's definitely a lot of
1: risk, I think, when it comes to travelling because...
0: Like you said, like different
1: airports are completely different. Like I'm sure I read somewhere that Amsterdam will get new s- scanners in that could affect mm. certain ISO film or something, even if it was in your
0: package. And, and the, sometimes the, the security game... are just mean. Like they just they make you feel like you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Like I just want to take pretty pictures of my holiday. Like don't shatter yeah. me. I mean,
1: I've I've seen a roll when it's been trashed and it's not fun. Like the lines down it, and like there's no color on it hardly, and really? it, it just yeah, it just it doesn't it doesn't look good. It's not like you can edit bits out and it's a bit of light leaf or anything like that. It's literally like the noise on it is horrific, and there's just lines down it. It's not, wow. it's not ideal.
0: I've never seen one. Yeah, um, but getting getting a good film case, I'd recommend that because a lot of them have. Um, do not x-ray warnings on them and especially yeah. if you are going somewhere where there's uh, a language barrier i found that really useful because i just like point to the tin and be like please can i read <laughs> yeah um we're actually trying to get some stickers at analog wonderland to go out in the summer just so you could stick it on your bag of film or something with the do not X-ray. Oh, that's a really symbol. cool idea yeah, yeah that would be really good but in general i i would say just don't worry too much. I think we all overthink it a bit. I mean, do whatever's going to make you feel like your film is safe, but unless you're shooting, like, 800T or Delta 200 or something super high, I think in general you're fine. And if you talk to security, like, just choose your moments. Don't talk to them when they're super busy and there's a queue of people behind you. Like, if someone's walking past and you can just grab them and politely ask if they can hand check it that's normally the best way to go and will avoid them um, having a go at you
1: yeah it is like scary as hell though being in like security knowing that you've got to, like quickly ask this question because like you're scared that all your holiday pictures are gonna get ruined in like the next 30 seconds it's, yeah. it's awful I just for, for me I just wish that no, I wouldn't say like every airport but I would I would wish that every kind of like government or whatever would put out there some like legislation or something like um, a policy that says, this is what's okay on our scanners. This is what scanners we sort of use. I know for security, they probably won't do that because then, you know, people get wise to what they can like try and hide through scanners and stuff. But I I don't know. There needs to be more of a policy out there because film, film is obviously on the rise and it's coming back in. And it's the same when you do go to gigs and sporting events and stadiums and things like that. Like the amount of times I've Googled on, You know, like I have Googled on like the Wembley page or um, where also I've been Old Trafford and I've searched their camera policy and it's like, not a professional camera. That's all they specify. Cameras are allowed, but not a professional camera. And then when I... What does that even
0: mean?
1: I think for them, the the layman's terms or the simple way of it is like, as long as you don't have a detachable lens but then i i've emailed just recently actually i've emailed old trafford and i said i'm bringing this camera into match day will it be allowed it's not it's a point and shoe blah 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 and because i think i've called it a point and shoe this woman was like um no it won't be allowed and i was like but it's not a professional camera so i sent her a picture of it it's like a pentax 105r it's like a point and shoot quite robust not small really so i was like can you confirm yes or no whether it would be turned away and she was like oh that should be fine so i was like right because that's really convincing so obviously i'm in the queue to get in the stand there's a girl in front of me and i think she's got like olympus om10 the guy's like no you need to go put that in dro- uh, drop luggage or baggage or whatever it's called. Oh. It's not coming in, so I was like, "Oh shit!" But obviously, it she's like got... to
0: be separated from my camera. I know
1: she was absolutely devastated. I was just, I felt really sorry for her. But then I was like, "Well, he specifically said no cameras." So when he came to me, he was like, "No, you're not allowed in." I was like, "I think you'll find." <laughs> got my little Gmail open. Uh, Julie, Julie from customer support says that that should be fine
0: thanks Julie like,
1: yeah literally <laughs> shout out to Julie in Old Trafford customer support um I was like oh um I've sent a picture of my camera and um, they said it should be fine he's like all right yeah you can go in and I was like well it yeah. shouldn't take me emailing this customer support woman and all the stress for someone to be like no no cameras when he's allowed me in with the camera anyway after I've ki- well I didn't kick off yeah. but I was just like you're wrong I- I've sent a picture in. they said it's fine.
0: It's just the lack of consistency, so you never really know what's gonna fly or not. Yeah, it's a tricky one, but even with Wembley
1: on Thursday on their site, it said, Um, yeah, camera is allowed as long as it's not in its own bag, so as long as you can sling it around your neck, you can bring a camera in. But when I got in the queue, it was like there was a picture of things that were allowed, and it had like a big cross through a camera, and I was like, Oh i was like i'm yeah, done yeah. for but then when i got through security he was like yeah it's fine so yeah I'm like, i don't need all this anxiety in the cubing like am i gonna get in mm-hmm. is my camera gonna get in do i have to pay to get it put somewhere or do i have to bin it like is there yeah. a camera uh, you know a camera drop place i was just like well i have mm-hmm. to get in so if they're not allowing my camera in what can i do I know know people say, well, don't take your camera. But there's so many amazing events out there that film needs to be at. One thing I regret is not taking my camera to the Euros final. So I went to the England-Germany women's Euros final. And I didn't want to be turned away. I was on my own. And I thought, I don't want the anxiety of not getting in. Because what if I don't get in? Because this is like once in a lifetime. So I didn't take my camera. Then lo and behold, I see like posts pop up on Instagram being like uh with film photos, being like best day of my life, and all this and I'm like, I did not know, so did you, you know...
0: see um Miles from Expired Film Club? He's done quite a lot of sport film yeah, photography recently. Real, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I wonder what his experience was with that. Um yeah, that is frustrating. I guess you've just got to think in your head, I mean all shots on film are great it's a great thing and a great experience to have but think about where you're sitting think about the types of photos you can actually take and just assess that versus the risk of having your camera taken away
1: yeah
0: i mean you'll get but, your camera
1: back at the end but it's yeah
0: just, yeah you know it's just the they are of... everywhere now like i went to see um jesse J with my brother a few weeks ago <laughs> yeah boy <laughs> it was amazing well i legend. just had... i've seen
1: her she's class
0: she's she's brilliant she was like so pregnant just in like a sheer catsuit on stage just amazing Excellent. anyway i brought just one of those little chilies metal water bottles with me and they took that off me and um, oh. made me put a little raffle ticket on it and come and get it at the end and it was just such a faff but most of the time, they probably think people are sneaking in like vodka or something. But yeah, it just
1: well, this is it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not ideal, and I think because every every place is different, I think that's what, what annoys me. Like some places allow you to go in with certain things, other places don't, and yeah. it's not consistent right across the board. I mean, some gigs I'll get into with a camera, some like literally explicitly say, "Do not bring any camera." or you'll get like proper searched at security. I remember going in to see um, Sultana at the Hammersmith in London and this guy got his torch out and he's like, oh, is that a professional camera? And I was like, no, it's got film. No, it's got film in. And he was like, oh, like proper looking at it. And I was just like, ah, he's going to take it off me, but he didn't. But then I'm just like, you know, sometimes you just get no grief at all and you straight in. I don't know whether yeah. it's just staff and some people do a better job than others or whether it's ooh.
0: just... There's I no, always think no... that security, oh, yeah. like some people just love the power that that job brings them and they love to just tell you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just hate causing a fuss or a scene, so I'd yeah, always so... rather avoid that. But yeah, the, I think it's one of the worst feelings, regretting a photo that you could have taken or being somewhere and been like, oh, that shot would have been so great. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess you gotta go for it. I know that some companies—I uh, could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Ilford has done work with airports before to try and, you know, get a more consistent set of rules. But yeah. I guess it, it, as soon as the technology updates, and they've got to rethink that all again, and and someone's got to do tests or sacrifice their film to see. Um, what what these scanners would do to them but I would just always go for it like what's the worst that could happen you ruin your shots but I think I take that over the feeling of thinking oh I wish I brought my camera with me yeah
1: which is what I should have done when on the Euros final, to be fair. I like regret that forever. But uh... I think definitely the advice for anyone, if you're still listening, an hour and whatever in, I think just if you want to take your camera, take your camera and run the risk of either putting it in somewhere until wherever you've gone is over, or you might have a bit of a spoilt role, but at least you've kind of gone out there and lived your life and loved photography anyway and done some shots, even if they are trashed
0: yeah or just everyone get a little 110 spy camera yeah put it in in your pants (laughs) they'll they'll never get hold of it (laughs) (laughs) and on that bombshell Yep. (laughs) thank you so much nikki it's been nice to talk to you in person finally and um hopefully we can keep motivating each other to keep these projects going and have some more exciting things on the horizon
1: yeah I definitely think that you know we should keep uh, the conversation up and keep going with everything because I think we're onto a bit of a winner and you know as long as both of us stay positive which is quite hard because I think we're both quite similar
0: <laughs> <laughs> well um, yeah I think you feel positive after you've had the thing that is like the reward so you need to do the work to get there if that makes sense like if I do the work for a photo walk and in the middle of the planning it feels a bit of a slog but then you have the event and it's like the best thing ever and that's what fuels you to keep going because you you see in person the difference you're making yeah um so yeah no There's always more to be done and we will keep fighting the good fight. So, yeah. Well, um, Nikki, do you want to shout out your handles again? Uh, Yeah, so you can find me at the Negative Camera
1: Club. Um, That's my kind of like personal sort of page. And then Green Girls is where all the fun happens and that's where we try and strive to share um, women photographers um, on our page. So, yeah.
0: Give me a follow, give
1: them a follow, whatever you want. Don't give anyone a follow. Who cares?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. We're here for a good time, <laughs> not for the Instagram's demanding nature. Yep. Anyway, um, you can follow us at grainsplaining. If you have um any notes for us or any topic suggestions, email us at grainsplaining at gmail.com. My Instagram handle is emmaj G- lloyd underscore i hope i got that right (laughs) and alex is alexandra heron underscore i believe thank you so much for listening everyone um yeah it's been a we've covered a lot today good work nikki yes
1: i'm gonna go have a lie down now i think
0: yeah have a (laughs) lovely rest of your day and um, we'll speak to you all soon thanks guys Bye. bye